Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com mother. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. Um, feeling a little morose for a couple of reasons, Sarah. You want me to tick them all off? Or oh, what, yeah. What? Yeah, let's hear them. Let's want, hear them. Should I collectively bring the group down? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, so first, I made a batch of my infamous pumpkin muffins, which mm. I've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So I made that, so, Which you have never baked for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those I'll bring you some in St. Louis, but that's, that's coming up. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't uh, rush my story here. Sister. Okay. Okay. Um, and so last week I had a stomach flu. Okay. I'm better than that, but I didn't have, I didn't just have the stomach flu. I had like the hundred percent like body ache. Mm-hmm. This is my new normal. I am so weepy. I can't even believe how awful I feel. Like I couldn't believe how much it knocked me out. Like I would be like, I am fine. Like I, my stomach what really wasn't that upset, but then I would stand up and be like, come on, Dim, to get your act together. And like two minutes later, I'll be like, I just have to lie down. And I'd lay down and like my, everything just felt heavy. Like I'd be lying there like thinking of my left arm and I'm like, God, my left arm feels so heavy right now. <laughs> like it was really troubling. I got to say. And like I said, you know, I got a little weepy cause I was just like, what if this is my new normal? What if this is oh. me aging an athletic body? You know, I, I oh, whenever I whenever I get a really high fever, that's what I always think. I'm like, I will never be well again. This is the way it's always going to be. I remember I had this horrible ear infection while I was pregnant with the twins, and I just cried and cried. And I just thought, if I can't handle this ear infection, how can I handle twin babies? And this is the way life's exactly. always going to be. Yeah, it's really it does it puts you in a really bad, and then you're like you know, I feel like, you know, a leprechaun leaping through a rainbow right now. I feel so like energetic and good, but it's hard to believe that you're going to get back to that space. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. There will never be, this is your new normal and you'll never go back to the old way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's that. Okay. So then I finally get my act together. I've been sending my kids to school, their lunches with Lord knows what I've been putting in them because I can't even like, you know, think. And so I finally get my act together. And Thursday afternoon, I, I'm like, okay, I can bake some pumpkin muffins. I can do this. You know, I, I feel good enough to, to pull this together. So I bake them, you know, I make like 36, I double the recipe. Mm. And so that night though, then I kind of again, fall asleep or I, oh. I get kind of you know tired again. No, listen, listen. So I, I'm up Ben and I go up and watch um, Fox and Hound. Ben is um, basically Ben needed like a quiet night of just basically vegging. And so I let him veg with me. So we watched Fox and Hound on Netflix, which was very charming. I have to say, you know, it was done in like the eighties. So to watch like a cartoon from back then, it was like so simple and kind of refreshingly nice. I I Mm -hmm. liked it anyway, but the Fox still chased there. The Hound still chased the Fox, but anyway, um, (laughs) those themes still persist. (laughs) We we both fell asleep. And long story short, yes, the muffins were on the counter. I forgot about them. Grant thought it was my job to take care of them, and Mason, our oh. dog, ate 
like 32 out of the 36. Please, Dimity, Dimity, I saw the second you said, I put them on the counter, like, okay, how long until Mason got them? I mean, <laughs> I come know, on. I know. Okay, so that's like approximately, you know, 1,200 calories he's just eaten. Not 1,200, 12,000, 12,000, not 1,200. Those are really mini Um, Okay, so Friday morning comes, and I'm like, all right, Mason, we've got to go. Mason, who used to be kind of shaped like, you know, a B-52 bomber is now shaped like a barge. I mean, he's just, just like, <laughs> he's put on a couple pounds since he found his, you know, forever home at our house. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, Mason. I, so I take him up to our nearby neighborhood park with the chuck it, which, you know, is a, mm-hmm. is a little plastic device that throws a ball. Yes. A tennis ball. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, and he, he would do that for an hour easily. I mean, he's, he loves it. So I'm like, okay, you know, you're going to run seven miles because I don't have the energy to walk you too, you know? <laughs> and, um, and I'm not there for more than five minutes when I turn around and animal control is right there. No. Yes. Off the leash law or, you know, I've broken the leash law. So $80 <gasps> for having him off the ticket or having him off the leash, an $80 ticket. Dimity. So Dimity, dimity, dimity. This is just, this is right up there with that speeding ticket you got on the Run Like a Mother (laughs) tour. That $170 ticket or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, but I gotta, I gotta say, I support that. I, I, um, I'm sorry, but um, dogs off leash really just, I just am not a fan of that. So, so I, I support that too. I do. I mean, I, you know, and I keep him on my leash, keep him on the leash when I'm walking him. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, and of course I'm going to justify it. I mean, we were in a park, nobody else was there. I clean up after him. I mean, he's, he is the friendliest dog you'd ever meet. I mean, I get that, you know, I mean, I get that you have to do it. But I'm like, couldn't you just give me a warning at least once? Like, I didn't even know that there were leash laws in this park, you know? So, oh, um, really? oh, I mean, so- I, don't, I don't let Mason, like, if I'm running with him or even if he was around anybody, I would have him on a leash. Oh, you I, know? Know you're, I know you're respectful of it. Um, but I didn't, I I guess I just always assume that there are leash laws everywhere unless it's a off-leash area, unless it's a well, dog, dog yes. park. And I, yes, and rationally I know that. But, it's kind of like know. the people who, okay, this is one of my biggest things that irk me is that people who don't understand that crosswalks that you have to stop for a pedestrian in a crosswalk and oh. and that that i was just having this conversation with someone recently and i never forget my friend alice who lives right outside of boston and in on route 16 going there from wellesley into newton there's the you know zebra stripe and it has this huge orange barrel and it says state law you know must stop for pedestrians and crosswalk and i mentioned it to alice one day and she goes said something about how, oh, I couldn't believe that people don't stop for pedestrians and crosswalks. She's like, well, it's only when they have that big orange barrel. I'm like, no, it's not. That's just like a reminder. And she's like, are you kidding me? You're supposed to stop for pedestrians whenever they're on a crosswalk. I'm like, oh, I need to get to the West Coast. This is not working out for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so I always assume that it is a dog has to be on a leash unless it's an off-leash area. So it's the same sort of thing, you know. That Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I know that. And I, you know, I, Oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry I that you got dinged law, 80. But, you know, but yeah. I was also angry because here's my dog that destroyed all my hard work, like the like the fruits of my labor for basically all of last week. That's all I could pull together was like 36 muffins. <laughs> and then he goes out and gets dinged for a ticket. I'm like, "Oh, Mason. Mason's not hooking cute, you up, buddy." Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um so that was my that was my trauma from last week. Um, all problems all i realized first were first world problems not a big deal again here's my 
here's the reason why I'm a little bummed for this week is um, <laughs> we did in our um, in our neighborhood we had last year we had our first inaugural inaugural that's a hard word to say inaugural inaugural inaugural, inaugural. inaugural. Mm-hmm. oh because I'm trying to inaugural you're trying to put a whole extra syllable in there babe it's inaugural inaugural because it, it's inauguration inauguration mm-hmm. oh okay. Now I'm getting it. I can okay. I can see the light bulb going on from here. <laughs> see, because I see inauguration. I see A U G. Is it E I N A G? No, A U G. Inauguration. I'm saying nog. I'm not saying inauguration. I know inauguration. <laughs> inauguration. Okay, shut up, Dimity. Anyway, so um. So last year we had our first ever. How's that? Wait, wait, wait. I <laughs> want to point out that was Dimity who said, shut up, Dimity. I did not say shut up, Dimity. Oh, I know. Oh, I, oh, I, know. I just people... wanted the listeners to know that. So tell us about this first ever race run that you had. <laughs> first ever. I'm going to dumb it down. Let's go least common denominator. What's four letters ever? First ever. Um, anyway, uh, a beer run we had in our neighborhood. It was really fun. So it was just adults. Um, we all dressed up in costumes and you didn't, we, you didn't let kids go on the beer run. What fun <laughs> is that, Timothy? <laughs> exactly. And we make our dogs be on leashes too. Um, so, uh, so anyway, it was, it was really fun. We, it was like at every, we ran from house to house in the neighborhood and, um, at each stop we had to like do like push-ups or we stopped the school playground. We didn't have beer at the school playground. Um, but we did like pull-ups or tricep dips and, um, and one of the, the male runners is on the Denver SWAT team. And so he brought out his, um, those huge ass tires that they use for like CrossFit, you know, you flip yes, the tires. Yes. Oh yeah. So, so we did a little tire flipping and a cul-de-sac. I mean, it was, it was really fun. Cause, um, cause I have to say, this is such a Colorado party that it's involves beer and, and extreme physical fitness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then we went, when we went back and just ate, you know, quinoa, that's all we ate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no. And so, uh, so it's this, it's this Friday night. We're going to be in St. Louis, which is what I talked about earlier. Um, Grant, though my husband is, is representing for us very capably. Um, my kids and I just went and bought him a Richard Simmons cuss. No, no, no. You didn't buy him a Richard so Simmons. You bought him a Gene Simmons. <laughs> which did you buy him? <laughs> Richard, like for the sweating out the oldies. Yeah, sweating to the oldies, not you, Gene Simmons. You told me earlier it was Gene Simmons, no, and I'm like, oh, I've cool. never seen Grant as the lead singer of Kiss before. Oh, I think I. Well, I don't know. Anyway, it's Richard Simmons. He's got the red and white striped shorts. shorts. He's got oh. the red tank that says "sweating" on it. It's got a wig with the with the um, headband around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite a bargain, you know. If it's twenty five dollars, you get five pieces. With- Including, I including, love that um, you think that this bathroom is a bargain. You know why? Because you're the only one who bought it. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, but I can get a lot of use out of it. If I need a costume for a, an upcoming Halloween race, I could be Richard Simmons. I mean, I'm paying I good money, white... and you are putting on that costume, taking a picture of yourself, and we are using it to illustrate this. All right. Podcast. I really need some, um, but I don't know if I can do it because I really need some. Um, white velcro sneakers and we don't have those oh no saucony does not make white velcro <laughs> sneakers unfortunately thank the lord for that thank the lord for that's that. why we partnered but... with him isn't it <laughs> exactly exactly so yes yeah, so i don't know if grant and his like real technical running shoes is gonna look the part but i'll take a sure i'll i'll put myself in the costume tonight or t- mm-hmm. this afternoon my kids will you know 
eat that up. Right, right. So, so and then costumes are sort of in keeping with the topic of this. The, the topic is not how Dimity tries to bring herself down every week, but it is, <laughs> is um, <laughs> weekly the disappointments of Dimity. always half empty, Sarah. It's always half empty. <laughs> we talk about that. But instead, we are talking about zombie runs. This is a special Halloween edition of Another Mother Runner, and it is zombie-infested. And our first guest is Bill Ward, who is VP of Marketing for a race series called Run for Your Life that actually is so popular in the U.S. It just inter- they're just rolling out their first international race in Singapore. So here is Bill. Thank you for having me. Great, great. So got to ask, which came first, The Walking Dead or your running race? Uh, I think in concept, it was certainly our race. Uh, the founders of this were, were two guys that came out of basic training, and a little over three years ago, almost four years ago, they were sitting around a table and were having a discussion about wanting to get into the event business, and they wanted to put something up and test some different ideas. Uh, and it was for different uh, different business purposes. And so they sat around. You know what? The obstacle course 5K thing is a big trend right now. Let's do our own version. Let's make it unique. And that really was the foundation for the conversation of what can we do different than a Tough Mudder, let's say, and try to avoid all the other competitors that that do similar races. And so I think in in spirit, the idea was actually well before the Walking Dead TV show. (laughs) Nice, nice. So talk about the, the basic premise and the rules of Run for Your Life, please. Sure. The, the, I mean, the basic premise is it, it really is constructed for fun, adventure, uh, entertainment, and fitness. And, and that is an area that I think we win a lot on. Uh, very few people, I think, cross the line and say they didn't have a good time. So it really is about less of, let's see how much we can break people and, and torture them through uh, a 5K event, and it's more about how much fun can people have and experience from the start line to the finish. And as runners, it's really as, as simple as get from point A to point B with a flag still connected to your belt, and you're considered a survivor. The complexity comes in with... We have different zones where there are zombies out there trying to pull off your flag. So it really becomes less of a continuous and uh, moderated run and becomes about quick maneuvers, uh, some strategic thought about how to align yourself behind other people, and wind sprints. And when you clear those zones, you will often see people with their hands on their knees catching their breath or they're, they're about to go through an obstacle, which could be a cargo net or a tire swing. And those are almost the easier things for people to do. And it's where they kind of catch their breath, getting ready for the next zone of, of zombies trying to pull off a flag. So and how, many, and how many flags do you have to start with? You start with two. Uh, oh, we actually two. do have a charitable partner um, who sells extra lives uh, on site, or you can actually purchase those. So people can actually get up to four if they want to make some donations to a charity. Uh, but the, the basic is two. Wow. And so how many zones are there in, in a typical 5K? Uh, it will vary dependent upon the course uh, because they, each location gives us different things to work with, whether it's terrain, uh, woods, asphalt, all those different things. But anywhere between seven and ten different zones, and, and those will be uh, scattered with different types of zombies. Some, some are really given 
uh, tight quarters to really just consider be a quote-unquote crawler and just reach out trying to grab flags, while others are asked to be quote-unquote chasers, and those are the ones that are, are quick on their feet and they, they're out for the flag no matter what. That's, that's what they came to do. Oh my gosh! And so, so folks who who take part in one of your races, they can run it as a participant, or they can play a zombie. So, kind of tell us a little bit about that. And do you see, you know, which type of people want to be a zombie versus, or which which participants want to be a zombie versus just a, a runner trying to survive the whole thing? Sure, it's a good question, and we certainly do get a good handful that will do both. Um, the the types that turn out for the zombies are more so looking, they're one of two people. They're curious and they're looking to do something more about the fun side of this because uh, it isn't necessarily that physically demanding or they're truly zombie enthusiasts and they, and they really want the experience of going through the makeup uh, transformation and going out there and essentially uh, you know, playing the part of uh, an entirely different creature for for a couple of hours. So that is really about folks just looking for this departure from life. It's like how how long can I go into character for Halloween and, and really enjoy that? The the runners are much more into the thrill and excitement of things, and they are the more motivated folks that want to get out, do these events, and test themselves. So it's just it's a it's a different mindset. One's about entertainment, and the other one's a little bit more about the physical adventure. Well, and so do you do the makeup for them, or do they have to come in costume? Or, I mean, it sounds kind of, uh, yeah, tell us about how you get into zombie mode. Sure, sure. Some people are encouraged to wear whatever clothes they would like. They can come in costume if they want. But we do carry and we bring along uh, theatrical-grade makeup artists, and they will zombify people all day long. Uh, All of the face and skin-type makeup, all of that is done by us. If they're willing to submit some of the clothes that they have, we will actually have a wardrobe stylist go through and kind of tear them up and rip them up. So they, they get a full-on, as if they were camera-ready, makeover to become a zombie when they, when they oh, come to one really of our fun. events. I love it. Dimity, I don't know if you saw it, but on the Run for Your Life um, website, you they show how much how full each of the races are, and it shows how many runners have signed up and how many zombies have shown up. And and Bill, that's what I was astonished by, by like how far out people are planning. Like you have your 2014 races, a lot of them laid out, and it's like, oh look, in May they already have six percent of the zombies that they need. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. And to how... be honest, we're we're a little bit behind. We should have m- many more dates up than we do right now. And the zombie side of this is a uh, it's quick to sell out there are a limited number of spaces for zombies we we need to have a lot more runners than zombies otherwise <laughs> people don't get the fun of actually trying to cross with with a flag left and so um, we do cap our zombies and we will extend those sometimes if certain events grow to extreme numbers such as uh, southern california was a huge event for us but that's why the zombies will will genuinely genuine excuse me, uh, traditionally sell out quicker than any other race. Well, and so tell me, um, what's, what's the typical runner to zombie ratio? Like, what's your <laughs> optimal ratio there? We, uh, so we have zombies in four different time slots throughout the day. So they're generally on the course around an hour and a half each. And we, we try to keep it between 250 to 300 zombies throughout the course during that time. Depending upon the, the waves, because we will run uh, a wave every 20 minutes throughout the day, 
the runners will go anywhere from about as small as 150 to 200 people per wave all the way up to 500 people per wave. So, again, if you, if you play the numbers game and somebody wants to be that serious about crossing the line with a flag, the best advice is to try to find a wave that is almost uh, at capacity because there's just there's so much bait. Well, and so yeah. then, then uh, you just get bragging rights for crossing, you know, for living through the race with having a flag still on you, or do you get some sort of special tea or medal or? You well, get a cup of blood, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, bragging rights are probably the biggest thing that that people want and that we see them doing. And, but the bragging starts and shows off with uh, the two different things that people get. If you cross with a flag, you get a medal and a T-shirt that says, I survived. Mm -hmm. If you cross without a flag, you get a medal and a T-shirt that says, uh, I was infected. So people are very proud to show it off. Out out on date night. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So and then um, so I saw that the zombies work in a zombie horde. So, like, how does that work? I mean, it sounds a bit like a sheepdog herding livestock. <laughs> yeah, I, they do. You know, if if you know anyone who's very much uh, into a zombie culture, and, and a mm. lot of this I had to learn myself, but um, <laughs> operating as a horde and really moving through this uh, strain, you know, as they move around together, they really do operate in as a team, mm. as a group, a wolf pack mindset, if you will. Mm. Um, so. That's what they all get deployed at the at the different wave times for the zombies, and they all get the same marching orders and instructions. And you can see this camaraderie between all of them that is really about. I can't wait to act like a zombie, but I really can't wait for us to to kind of corner some of these runners and just take their flags. And so it becomes that mentality. And, and you know, it's it's fun. It's a, it's a it's again, it's just a different twist on these adventure runs. Can yeah, I can yeah, I yeah. can I just say that? <laughs> I think I would have some serious nightmares after doing one of these races. Like, I just, I don't know, the the idea of the apocalypse really scares me a lot. <laughs> and, and uh, like, I can't watch The Walking Dead. It just, it, uh, my husband and I started watching, and after about 30 minutes, I'm like, this is way too tense for me. I can't deal with this. <laughs> so I just think, like, I would, like, finish, and I'd be like, ha, 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 that was a lot of fun. Uh. <laughs> I, I, you're not alone in that. It's a... Um... It's what you make of it, and there are certainly people that want to see themselves or feel themselves have a little bit of the terrified side of, I want to do this event and be scared as I go through it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's impossible to avoid. Some zombies, I'm not going to lie, are, are better than others, and they are out there to really test themselves on how well can I, can I act like a zombie. Yeah, yeah, my heart is beating kind of fast. Well, and so you said, it's, it's a, is it a day-long 5K? I mean, how long or or is it at night, or how, when does it go? All great questions, and, and the, the, the short answer is yes to all of those things. Uh, so the gates will open either at 7 or 8 o'clock, depending upon which location we're in the, at. Are in we, the morning. A.M. or P.M.? A.M. And okay. then the the first, and then we will run. We will release um, different waves of runners every 20 minutes. And again, depending upon the market, it either will then start at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. And then every 20 minutes, everyone has signed up for a certain wave time that they run. We line everyone up, and we release the runners. And that will go all the way through 3 o'clock, sometimes 3.20 p.m. 
And then, yeah, the, the event still goes as long as people want to hang out. They, everyone gets a free beer. We have a, a DJ and an MC and a stage. So the, the entertainment factor is certainly still there. And we did test a night version of this in Southern California this year, which mm. we ran uh, about 1,500 people between 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. And it, it was interesting. I, I think we, uh, we did it more so to test and figure out if that's something that we want to add into more. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. More events next year, but that will be it for now. Well, so, yeah, why, and you can decline to answer if you want, but why was it interesting? I mean, because I feel like this is, this is like, ripe. I mean, you should have it at, you know, at 9 p.m. at night. I mean, a zombie at, at you know, 11 a.m. isn't quite the same as a zombie in the dark, right? This is that's absolutely true. Uh, I, I think it's it was more so to understand what are the operational dynamics and what are some safety dynamics that we need to focus on before we can actually do it um, every weekend or every other weekend because we have a lot of events. So uh, what we had to do because it was a day long event, we took some time then uh, to close down. We had to change the course and modify it. Not all obstacles are appropriate to be doing at night. Mm-hmm. We had to make sure that everything was quickly accessible by lighted vehicles uh, in case somebody went down. So it's, it's, it was really making sure that we had a way to test, do people, A, want it, B, did they cross with a good experience, and then take that information and figure out, now how do we make it a, a bigger operation? How do we give essentially the same race just at night and obviously sure. still delivering the safety, the safety first side? And then as long as we're talking nighttime, I saw that um, on one place on your website that zombies get free camping at some races. Like, like, since when do 5K races involve camping? Is, this, is it, <laughs> you know, 
Uh, probably since uh, suddenly 5K races all of a sudden had zombies, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, it's a great question. Last year there was camping at every location. Uh, it was something a lot of our locations were destination drives oh, okay. into the middle of the woods, so it made sense. This year we had very limited uh, camping. It just it became a much bigger operation and, and just something that wasn't necessarily a huge winner for us last year. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we've, we've certainly phased a lot of that out this year, and we will probably not offer camping in most of our locations next year, again, with exception of if there are certain places where the location was just so right and it's an hour and a half drive time from a major city, mm-hmm. then it makes sense to at least offer that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell us a, a bit before you go about um, the apocalypse parties that are free and open to spectators and families afterwards. Like kind of how, how crazy do the undead get? It's it's not as, uh, it's as crazy as people want it to be because the, the reality is it's not necessarily this big after party. It It is, you know, every runner that crosses the line gets a free beer and very few people turn that down (laughs) a lot of people though whether they cross the line as early as 10 a.m or if it's 3 p.m or 4 30 p.m they get their beer we've got a stage constant dj constant music the mc is always doing games from the stage there's a ton of food vendors it turns into um not necessarily this big beer guzzling party as much as a more of a celebration for like-minded folks that have all just run a lot of people are muddy and sweaty so it's more of a social gathering than a true after party but there are some markets sorry yeah, well, so you have the zombies in one corner and, like, the runners in the other. Like, everyone's kind of hanging out with their tights. It's a middle school, like a middle school dance instead of boys and girls, it's zombies and runners. <laughs> There's a lot of handshaking and saying, oh, I could have had you so-and-so, or people arguing, you, you took my flag, you were too aggressive, and a lot of apologies and hugs and, and high fives. Oh, my goodness. Awesome. A zombie palooza. Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Bill. You've uh, opened our eyes to the world of the undead. <laughs> I really appreciate uh, being on the show and, and uh, look forward to if you ever want to try it out, you let, let me know. All righty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if my heart can stand it. No matter how much training I do, I don't know if my heart is strong enough for it. But thank you. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Bye. I think you just have to be Sarah on the 7 a.m. shift. That way, you know, the zombies that are coming out that time, they're not particularly scared. Oh, yeah, go on ahead. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honestly, I tell you, I just, I mean, I had nightmares after visiting Alcatraz. I mean, just just thinking there were zombies involved. I have to to say, though, it has a different, I really pictured it at night, you know, like that, that to me, you know, feels so much more scary than... Oh, I, I mean, it would still be scary. Don't go, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not, I don't wouldn't probably do one willingly, but <laughs> but you know, it's something that like, and when you know you have to stop at the grocery store on the way home, you know, like it's like, yeah, I'm being chased, but this isn't really, you know, like it's a haunt. It's, it's it's the degree of light. I mean, haunted houses scare the crap out of me. I mean, oh my god, because it's it's so because it's it's taking away that vision, you know, really makes it a much more. Um, I guess, real experience, a much more scary experience for me. Before we bring on our next guest, we are going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. 
For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook I am very excited to download is the brand new, just released novel by Donna Tartt. It's called The Goldfinch, and my friend Ellison, my running buddy Ellison, tells me that it is, um, in her mind, the best new novel of the year. And it'll keep me company on many a long run because it's 32 and a half hours. So for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Now back to our show. So now to, I figured it would be a good idea to get a racer's perspective. And so I put up a call on our Facebook page and got two mother runners that just sound like they would have great stories to tell us. So the first one we're going to be talking to is Lori Vickerman. Thanks for joining us, Lori. For, first off, tell us a bit about yourself as a runner and a mom. Like how many kids do you have? How long have you been running? Where do you live? I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I have two kids. I have a 10-month-old baby girl and an almost four-year-old son. And I've been running for about six years, but I didn't get really serious about it until finally uh, when I was pregnant with my first. That was when I started running more than 10K. (laughs) And I've just gone bananas since then. Oh, my goodness. So how long long was your longest race when you were pregnant then? Uh, I got up to a half marathon when I was pregnant. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Kudos. Do you have any, any races coming up on your schedule? I'm actually doing something a little bit crazy and training for a marathon, but not actually running a marathon at the end. My partner's doing the Seattle marathon and I can't get away with uh, going to Seattle and I've never run a marathon before. So I thought it'd be fun to train for one and hopefully that'll make it easier um, to train for a real one in the spring. Yeah. And then that way you get to spend, keep your friend company and, and, you know, have some good quality chat time with her. So that's nice of you to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I think you might have been married to my husband in a former life. He's done that like four times. I don't know how he can do it, but he did it by himself. I mean, I can see doing it with a friend to kind of keep her company, but just to kind of just do it. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that, anyway, that's not. I think you're right. That is a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Yes. But you have done a, a zombie run. Tell us which zombie run you've done, Lori. So I did the Kids Cancer Care uh, Zombie Survivor Run here just outside of Calgary in a town called Cochrane. Uh, in August, and it was really fun. <laughs> so tell us, did, so tell it, have, us about it. did it have obstacles? obstacles? Yeah, it had obstacles. It had zombies in incredible costumes and incredible makeup. Uh, it was kind of like capture the flag, where you were wearing lives on a belt around your waist, and the zombies could grab the lives from you. Mm-hmm. And most of the zombies were supposed to be slow-moving, dumb grunting zombies but then random zombies would be what they called hunter killer zombies that could sprint after you <laughs> shoot oh. and of course because i was dressed in tech gear and looked like a real runner every hunter killer zombie had my number the minute they saw me you had a so, mark on your back that, that was like running nerd, running nerd. <laughs> next year i am wearing sweatpants i think you should wear jean shorts there you jean go jean shorts oh my um, god so i gotta say now you've just affirmed my worst fear. I think I've read maybe too many apocalyptic novels or, or, you know, I don't know, seen too many zombie movies, but I think I'd get so scared at one of these races, like, like mess my shorts scared. <laughs> I actually swore a lot. <laughs> Every time the zombie come after me, I don't know, I turned into a trucker with my mouth. <laughs> but it was fun. It was like too. high intensity interval training, sprinting away from those zombies. Oh my, I was, was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Well, so and did you get um, flags? Did, did you were able to keep your lives or are we talking to someone who is actually kind of dead right are now? Are you infected? Oh, I, uh-huh. I'm totally dead right now. Totally dead. 
Yeah, I think we got five, but about maybe 2% of people actually got through the whole course alive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really difficult. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And it became a lot more fun, actually, once I was dead and decided to just be a human meat shield. (laughs) Is that your term or the official term in the race? (laughs) I think that's my term. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So human meat shield, does that sound like what it is? Like you protected people who still had lives on them? Exactly. Whenever I saw someone that still had a life, I would try to get between them and the zombies so the zombies couldn't steal their lives. That is so wonderful of you to like truly take one for the team. My gosh, that's, <laughs> such, a, that's such a mother runner move. That's so nice. There you go. <laughs> and the obstacles nice. were really fun, too. Like we waded through a pool full of fake blood. Oh, boy. yeah. That's and we cool. had to crawl through a maze that was almost pitch dark that literally oh. you had to crawl, oh. which I'm a little claustrophobic. So that was a bit scary. Oh, but... yeah. See, you're to, you're, you've just added to the layer of film, <laughs> to the to the perspiration on my palms, because that would I'm also claustrophobic. So that yeah. would not. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can literally feel myself pitting out as I'm speaking as, right now. I think Sarah's going to have to take a stop at her therapist on the way home after this podcast. <laughs> well, so um, and so did you do it by yourself, Lori? Are we doing it with a friend? I mean, it Kind of, kind of sounds like you have to just kind of fend for yourself out there among the undead, huh? Yeah, well, we they say to do it as a team, and there were actually about eight of us. But okay. it turned out that the, that the course was really difficult for people that weren't runners. Mm. And so we kind of got separated by some people that um, were only able to walk and had to take breaks in between the obstacles to catch their breath. And then some of us that were runners kind of got ahead of the rest of the group mm. nice nice you left the sweat pa- you left the sweatpants people behind that was the problem <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly um wait and so I, i'm just I'm, I'm trying to think of this logistically so i mean so it was a difficult course because why was it hilly hillier than you expected or what it was very hilly it was on a um a motocross course oh boy Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was very hilly, and um, a lot of the obstacles were fairly difficult to, to navigate, too. Oh, boy. Wow. So now one question that I had about, um, it, I just sort of envision this as a whole bunch of 20-something guys who are totally into z- the whole zombie thing. Is that true, or were, was it like a variety of ages and, you know, there were other women there and that sort of thing? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a surprising variety of people of ages and men and women and, and types of people, um, especially the zombies, <laughs> which so th- was amazing. The undead, they are not picky about. about. I yeah. guess not. And discriminate. actually the scariest part of the whole thing was before the race started when all of the zombies came out of the makeup tent in a wave to go onto the course. Mm. And I was standing in line for the porta potties and... <laughs> And you crapped you know, yourself right there in line. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then the porta potties after the race were just smeared with fake blood everywhere. So that was really <laughs> nightmarish, too. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So with the zombies, could they be anywhere in the course to chase you or were they only in certain Zones. places? They were everywhere. Some of them had to stay in certain areas depending on the obstacles, but but they were could pop up at any time. So a lot of it was just being afraid of coming around a corner oh. and having something jump out at you. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to need to be <laughs> escorted to my van. After Sarah, Sarah's going to need a Valium. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Escorted to your van, given a Valium, taken to your therapist. That's the order, Sarah. Do not there pass go. go. Do right. not collect $200. Oh, oh deep breathing well, for now. After, so that helped. Wait, there was what? Beer after. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that calmed the nerves down. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Got beer with your race, bib. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Well, Lori, we're going to um, <laughs> switch to talking to another mother runner who has done a zombie race. But thank you for joining us and, and for scaring the daylights out of me. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Okay, bye bye. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man. That's the end, little girl. So, Jen, we are excited to get your perspective on the whole zombie take. But before we do that, um, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself as both as a runner and a, as a mom. How many kids do you have? What kind of running do you like to do? Where do you live? You know, oh, I can hear your kids in the background. Even oh, though, my goodness. Or those are zombies, downstairs. right? They're that loud. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> could be in my house. Same thing. Yeah, I even have an extra kid here today because my <laughs> six-year-old has a friend over after school. Um, I've got two boys. They are six and three and a half. Um, I am a mom in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I um, started running about 10 years ago, um, starting with a rock and roll half marathon here in Virginia Beach in 2003, and been running off and on, done a lot of races, half marathons, full marathons. Um, I had an injury last November, and I'm just coming back from it, and I ran four miles this past weekend at a, uh, a local race for ovarian cancer research in the park, and it was awesome, and I'm just glad to be back. Oh, wow. oh wow. welcome back. Welcome back yeah. to, to the land of the living. <laughs> so, uh, so I read your, uh, the email snippet that you sent us and that I loved you saying, I, I had no idea I would swear so much. So with that kind of introduction, tell us about the zombie race that you did. Uh -huh. um, well, that was the most memorable part of it. Um, it was, it wasn't really a race with a specific distance. They told us that we might run anywhere from two miles to five miles. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, a challenge course. We had to find different checkpoints all around. It was at a, a botanical garden here oh, in the area. That's why it was pretty. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. And, um, the different checkpoints were different tents and they were hidden in different places. And I had a map in my hand and we had to make it to a checkpoint without getting attacked by a zombie. And if a zombie touched us, we became zombies. Um, oh. We also, all, so all the runners started with a wristband and there were a few people dressed up as zombies from the get go who hidden bushes and things. And <laughs> once you got to a checkpoint tent, you got a stamp on your map and you were safe. The zombies couldn't come inside the tent, but you didn't want to stay there too long because they would start gathering. Oh, they'd start um, circling the tent. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh. And, and you want to get in and get out, especially if you don't see many zombies around. And the, another interesting thing was once a runner became a zombie, they lost their wristband. So that's the only way you'd know that this person you've been running alongside before <gasps> suddenly wasn't a runner anymore. Oh. So you'd have to check the wrist and you'd hold your wrist up and be like, no, I'm still a runner. I'm good. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, you, you traded tips with each other. Okay, there's a checkpoint over there. Have you found this one yet? Uh, and I made it almost to the end. I was at the second to last checkpoint before oh. the finish. And that's when I cursed the loudest and I, I couldn't control what came out of my mouth as I was sprinting and jumping over this zombie, former runner zombie who came out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, then I became a zombie too. So I didn't make it to the end. Oh my oh, gosh. Shoot, well, that almost shoot. makes it almost too realistic though. The whole like, oh, I saw you earlier and maybe now you're dead, you know? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean, I've often described it as exhilarating and terrifying. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, your heart normally gets racing when you're running and sprinting and changing your pace back and forth. But even more so when you're trying to outrun a zombie and trying to make it to a place where suddenly you can stop running and catch your breath for a few minutes. Oh my yeah, God. It was a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot. So do you know how long do you, were you wearing a Garmin by any chance? I, I did. I think I ended up running like 3.7 or something like that. So I think it just okay. depended on when you found the different checkpoints. And sometimes you ended up having to go all the way back to the other side of the park if you missed one. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, I was somewhere in the middle of the, 
two miles to five miles or whatever so, it was and, they warned us we might be running that day. Nice. And so once you got, um, once you were tagged and got your wristband taken away, were you and went to the other side? Yes. Um, did you were, did you did you bring anyone? Did you convert anyone to zombies? Oh, of course. I was really really upset that I hadn't made it through that you know to that last checkpoint. So at that point, I wasn't going to let anybody get past me. So that's kind of the mindset of the zombies at that point. They were turned. They're uh-huh. going to turn as many people as they can too. Aha! Uh-huh, the mindset. They eat brains. <laughs> yeah. So not only did I did I run screaming, cursing, terrified from zombies. But once I became one, I my my viewpoint of the whole race definitely changed. Nice turnabout is fair play. Yes, wow, wow, exactly. wow, wow. So now we we were talking to a race organizer earlier, and Dimity was surprised to hear that these races go on during the day. So she she Dimity's thinking that that it's not as scary to be chased by a zombie during the day. What's your tell us about that? Refute that um, or not? It, no, it was scary. It was terrifying. It, I mean, at first, you know, you see someone dressed up like a zombie. It's not that big a deal. You know, it's it was around Halloween. It was in October. So it was, a, you know, they're in costume just like anybody else that time of year. Um, but no, when you start realizing that your your so-called life <laughs> depends upon, you know, making it to the next check, checkpoint and outrunning that zombie. Yeah, it's it's scary in a, a visceral way. <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, I can see it definitely. I can see it getting your heart pumping. And especially, yeah. I mean, I don't think there are many of us that, you know, we should be out and doing like sprinting intervals, but we probably don't run as fast as we would if, you know, there's a person with gore all over them chasing you, right? Yeah. Well, some of them were dressed up. I mean, especially the people who started out as zombies. They had no interest in being a runner at all. They just volunteered to come up there and be a zombie at the beginning. So those people were dressed up, you know, with the the blood all over their shirts and faces and stuff. So they were really playing the part. But, you know, even without the blood and gore, the person who's about to take you out of the race is pretty scary. Right. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Wow. <laughs> Have you, so would you do another one? Jen? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, again, I'm coming back from an injury last November, so I missed out. There was actually one in the spring, I think, in the area that I wow. missed. Huh. And then um, a friend of mine did one a couple of weeks ago, and we had some something I had to do from, you know, probably a birthday party or something mm-hmm. like that. And I wasn't able to do it. Um, I don't know if y'all are going to talk about the zombie run app. Mm. Oh, that, right. I forgot app, all about that. Basically, yeah. yeah, you can listen to the story playing in your earbuds, mm-hmm. interrupts your music throughout your run and kind of tells you, you better start running the zombie behind you. <laughs> Not exactly as exciting and, and scary, but it has gotten me through a few Oh my know, uh, interval really? training so that, runs in the neighborhood. So that's what before. it does? So you're just yeah. playing regular music and then it comes on and says, you know, there's a zombie chasing oh, you. Yeah, it's something. a whole story. You're a runner. You, you're you one of the survivors. You hear the helicopters in the background and they're telling you where to go and how to get to the hospital and get the supplies. And yeah, so it's, it's another kind of role-playing way of, uh, of being in that moment again. Oh my gosh. And it'll get you running faster again. Your heartbeat's beating faster and you're you're sprinting through your neighborhood and then suddenly you're safe so you can slow it down a bit, you know. If you need something to motivate you through your intervals, something like that can be helpful. Yeah. I, I think know. I'm gonna get Sarah a gift card with that on it. <laughs> yes. The only thing you can download, Sarah, is the zombie app. It's probably free, but still that'll be my Christmas present to you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to do it at like high noon on a sunny day because of <laughs> yes. the 
Don't do it on a quiet neighborhood street. Yeah, I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this, this morning I was running by myself, which I rarely do these days, and um, I was running under some street light, so it made it that it, I had two shadows. This it was still dark, and so there's, you know, I knew that mine was ahead of me, but suddenly I saw one to the side of me, and I was like, <gasps> "Who's behind me?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, oh. idiot, that's just you." <laughs> <laughs> And then there's a lot of, um, we have a lot of chestnut trees in our neighborhood and the squirrels are just go crazy on them. So they fall quite heavily on the sidewalk. So that's always good for a scare too. So see, I don't, I don't really need much. I don't need all these zombie things to get my heart racing. Um, but thank you for reminding us about that, Jen. And thank you for joining us. Yeah. 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 yeah my pleasure. And Thanks good for luck. Having me. Good luck in your recovery back to running. Thank you. Bye-bye. I gotta say, Sarah, that that exact same thing happened to me um, yesterday morning when I was running. I I was out. It was like five forty-five. I was by myself on a dark on a dark kind of path near our house, mm-hmm. um, and I looked over and I saw my and I ran under a street light. Mm-hmm. I had my I had my knuckle lights on, right. so I could see where I was going. But the street light gave me a shadow exactly to my left, and mm-hmm. it definitely like. <gasps> No. Oh. <laughs> we are dumb and dumber, Timothy. I know, I know, I know. Well, it's funny that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, how running partners get their, get their like periods in sync. Like, you know, we are, you know, another modern runners who get our frights in sync. Exactly. Exactly. So, so to find us, to find us idiots on Facebook. If, if you want to sync up with us is what I'm saying. Right. Go to, uh, on Facebook, we're run like a mother, the book. Our website is another mother runner.com. We are on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram as The Mother Runner. Our books Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother are available on our website as well as on Amazon.com. And whether there's a zombie chasing you or not, many happy miles. Bwah! <laughs> <laughs>